This is Bucks First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. How much more dishonest can the media be before even the people who like to watch them, even the people who are on their side have to say, yeah, okay. I mean, they are propagandists. They're just our propagandists. I ask myself that question sometimes. I mean, CNN is not a news organization. The New York Times is not an objective news organization. I mean, these major legacy institutions are frauds, as we all know, because they pretend to be something they're not. If they would just say it, if they would just come out and tell people we are the organs of the Democrat Party, I'd have still a lot of debate to have with them, but I, I wouldn't call them frauds. I just say they were deeply wrong and and not nearly as smart as they think they are. But no, they can they continue with the lies. And this is why we have to talk about the officer Sicknick story. You might have seen yesterday that they just announced after how many months they just announced that officer Sicknick died of natural causes. And this is an, an enormously important data point because of what they've been saying for months now. And what the whole narrative of the January 6th insurrection to overthrow the government had to lock people out of social media, had to lock people up in cells, a number, dozens of them, as though they were they were traitors who were about to overthrow the government. We'll get to all of that in a moment. But uh, I'm concerned, very concerned about the trajectory of this country right now. But, you know, history intrigues me and gold has been a measure of wealth throughout history with good reason. Gold has never been worth zero. And guess what? You can have real gold and silver as part of your wealth now, either in your retirement accounts or delivered securely to your home by working with the Oxford Gold Group. This is the industry leader in precious metals and the only gold and silver company I trust. Oxford Gold Group will beat any competitor's price on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. If you want to get financial stability, you need to look into acquiring real gold and silver with the Oxford Gold Group. Call Oxford today at 833-600-GOLD. Don't gamble with your hard-earned money. Put your money into something solid, safe, and secure. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-600-GOLD and get your free investment guide right now. That's 833-600-GOLD. Anybody who tells you that it takes over three months to determine after an autopsy has already been conducted that a person died from a stroke. Anyone who tells you it takes that long is either an idiot or a liar. The information that has come out now that Officer Brian Sicknick, Capitol Police officer, died of natural causes, died without any bruising, without any contusions, nothing, not a scratch on his body. He died of a stroke. It is sad. He was a good man. He was serving his country. He was serving his city. But he didn't die because of a mob assault. This is really important. And this information was hidden from you. They didn't want you to know about this. Now, why is that? Why is it that Capitol Police, which is exempt from FOIA, thanks to Congress, why is it the Capitol Police was willing to hold this information down as long as they did? They've known. Oh, they had to check and see. Check and see what? They had to do further investigation to figure out if a, an, a, uh, a stroke is really a stroke. I mean, it makes no sense. There's no reason for the delay, except they knew they needed to have a body that they could point to and say, see, it's the fault of the Trump supporters, because otherwise all they had was a small unarmed woman shot in the neck for the crime of riot and trespassing. And when you start to look at these uh, at, at what's about to happen in this country, let's all remember riot is something the Democrats will even justify destruction of property, rioting, all these things. Yes, I understand. They'll say, oh, a CVS is not the Capitol building. What about a federal courthouse? What about a police station? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The, the Capitol is so much more sacred than a federal courthouse, which we know the Antifa lunatics have tried numerous times to burn down in Portland. Why are riots not just unacceptable on the right? And they are. 
but unacceptable and punished to the fullest extent of the law. Meanwhile, riots on the left are treated like some kind of worthy activism. You know, collateral damage, sure, that'll happen, but to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs. That seems to be the attitude. It is the attitude of Democrats and the left around this issue. And that's why what you see with the Officer Sicknick update here just goes to show you how unbelievably reckless, dishonest, and disgusting the Democrat corporate media is. CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post, they actually put in, not only did they put in the details about beaten to death with a fire extinguisher, this is repeated all the time. And I sit here and I have to apologize to you because I believe the initial reports based upon the fact that every major news organization in the country reported them. I wasn't there and I can usually smell the BS. I can usually, you know, see the lies as they come out. But this is just so egregious. They've gone even beyond my expectations. So I say to you, I'm, I'm sorry that I believed that even on the most fundamental of facts, we could we could take uh, national uh, national corporate Democrat media at its word. Now, now, you know that when the stakes are high enough, they're not going to lie about everything. They're not going to lie to you about the weather. They're not going to lie to you about, you know, the best, uh, you know, grilled chicken pie recipe or something. They're going to lie to you about things that matter like this when it's important to the narrative and their power and their worldview. And now they've proven they will lie about anything. They will just lie about absolutely anything. There's nothing that you can say, oh, I don't need to fact check that. If you have any kind of a, an inclination that something is something's up, got to chase it down. So I always tell you, I, I will I will admit any mistakes on the show. And I tell you that I, I am sorry that I at the beginning. Now, I've been reporting for weeks or talking for weeks here on the show about how clearly something's up. And clearly they uh, you know, he, he wasn't actually killed. Otherwise, he would know all the details and he wasn't killed by a, a marauding rioting Trump supporter mob. Um, but just the fact that I even believe in the very beginning and and assume that 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 they how could they lie about that? I mean, it's hard to believe they did. They did. I know a lot of you are are nodding your heads up and down. Yup, Buck. Never give them never even give them the most baseline of credit. Why would I give them credit on something? Oh, why would I give them you know the credit needed to believe something like this? Because even in Pravda, even Soviet propaganda, there has to be some foundation of truth to pile the law, the lies atop. But what we see here is, no, they'll actually lie about the foundation as well if it if it's really necessary for them. Even on one of the most key details, one of the most black and white details imaginable, they'll just lie about it. Yeah. And then the government will help cover it up. Remember, this is the Biden administration, Capitol Police had a, a real black eye over uh, what happened, pardon the expression, what happened on the on, during the riot, but they were particularly, they looked unprepared. They looked uh, not, not in any way ready to deal with the crowd control situation they had. But here's what the removal of Brian Sicknick, Capitol Hill Officer Brian Sicknick, from this equation as a casualty of the Trump rioters, the Trump backers at that riot, Here's what that does. The only person who was killed was a Trump supporter shot in the neck. Ashley Babbitt, the only one. Everyone else who died, died of a heart attack or, you know, that people got overexcited or whatever. No, no. So now what really happened on January 6th? It was a riot. It was an unruly crowd that broke into the Capitol and ran around like a bunch of idiots and they trespassed and they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have uh, they shouldn't have destroyed property and you know i believe in the law i believe we have laws for a reason so nothing none of that is excused at all but they're locking them up like they were agents of osama bin laden trying to overthrow the united to truly overthrow the united states government think about what they've done here i mean they got a guy running around in a raccoon skin hat with face paint on and a spear as his weapon and he's the great terrifying leader of the insurrection, they say yes. 
The Democrat media, the frauds, the phonies, the hysterics, they say, yeah, that's right. He was going to he was going to overthrow the United States government. It was an insurrection. The insurrectionists, they throw this around as a slur against all Trump voters. Never mind anybody who was actually even at the protest that day who didn't take part in the riot. They're, of course, considered part of the white supremacist insurrection. Lies. They were lying to you, friends, about Officer Sicknick because they were lying to you about this being a lethal force usage to overthrow the government. That's not true. And it really matters right now because what you're about to see is likely a whole lot of violence a whole lot of destruction and rioting by Biden voters in Minneapolis and probably in cities across the country. Depends. We don't know yet, but that's what you're going to see. And Democrats aren't going to want to lock people up for decades, even if they do attack government facilities, federal buildings, even if they engage in arson and assaults on police officers. No, they're going to say this is what happens when people are angry they'll excuse it they'll explain it away this is a reminder to all of us that the left in this country is kicking at the load-bearing walls of our civilization you've heard me say it and it is more true now than ever there is no foundational principle there is no unifying goal for them with us all that matters to them is power and the recklessness and the dishonesty and the viciousness that will accompany whatever riots happen in the days ahead will be just a reminder of who and what we are up against. And the fact that the corporate media, which is just an extension of the DNC now, could spend months waving around the bloody shirt, so to speak, of Officer Sicknick in order to create a perception that there was a true insurrection, a violent coup to overthrow the United States government. The people who said that are liars. They are either out of their minds or they are the most vicious deceivers you could possibly find. And they're all across the top of the United States government. They are elected Democrats in office. They are multimillionaire TV news anchors and whole broadcast stations and newspapers. And they are hurting this country with what is what is now just more clear than ever is an effort to destroy the political opposition that they hate so much through lies and the force of the state. We either fight against this or we cede the country to people who excuse riots when it suits them and who lie about riots to make them seem much worse when it benefits does the other side does the left do do the democrats have any actual respect for our system now now you have to remember that for four years under the trump administration when they were not at the levers of power we were constantly told that trump it was trump who disrespected the levers of power It, it was trump who was undermining institutions but now what we've seen just a few months into the biden presidency is that the people who were calling Trump a fascist, the loudest and the most often for four years, are the actual fascists. They're the people who don't want to respect individual constitutional rights. They don't want to respect government traditions or rules. They don't want to respect the law when it doesn't suit them. Exactly as we all anticipated, but it is noteworthy. It is critical to see this for what it is nonetheless who respects our system now. We have a trial going on. There has been a presentation of evidence. You've seen a you know a, a legal team make the full case that Officer Derek Chauvin, they, they've thrown three different counts at him. They overcharged him. No question, okay? They overcharged him. I mean, to, to throw a, a murder to, a, a felony murder charge at Chauvin is just madness trying to mollify the mob. That's all that is. But he may still he they may go after him on all that the jury may come back and find that he is guilty on all counts and the country will have to deal with the consequences one way or the other. But isn't it fair to ask that the people that are entrusted with government power 
act more responsibly? Isn't it fair to ask that the people who are supposed to be the paladins, if you will, the, the, the great protectors of our system, that they take this time to, if, if they can't say anything constructive, just shut up? No, that's not going to happen. Here is, uh, here is Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey. I mean, this guy is, is just a, uh, a perfect approximation of the contemporary Democrat liberal male, a bunch of miserable betas who have absolutely no, no purpose other than shaming other people for not wearing masks or for not being woke enough. Or, I mean, I, I just can't, I can't imagine. And I, I ask actually all, all of the, the women listening to the show now across the country, I, I don't understand how, how a female could in any way find a liberal Democrat American male appealing. But obviously it's half the country, so... You know, it is half the country are Democrats and half of that are, are, are dudes. Uh, but the the American, the, the white male American liberal is a particularly sad uh, archetype. And here is a perfect, a perfect example of that. Mayor Jacob Frey. Here's what he says. Play two. As we await the verdict, there are several inescapable truths over this last year. Our Twin Cities have experienced a barrage of trauma, all culminating with this trial and then the verdict. There's been pain and anguish, anger and frustration that is undoubtedly acutely felt by our black and brown communities. Regardless of the outcome of this trial, regardless of the decision made by the jury, there is one true reality, which is that George Floyd was killed at the hands of police. So what does that mean, Mayor Frey? We all we all know that that George Floyd died in in police custody. The question is, were they was Derek Chauvin morally culpable and legally culpable for that death? That's that's the question. But the way that Frey lines it up here, like a little like the little quizzling, like the little coward he is. It's well, the only thing we, we know that he died at the hands of police. Uh, look at this, the. The sleight of hand, if you will, the usage of language here to indicate that that's all that matters. No, that isn't all that matters. People die at the hands of police in this country, and it is entirely justified. People die at the hands of police in this country, and it's entirely an accident. People also can die, as we know, uh, as a result of police action in a way that is immoral and illegal. What matters here, the reason for the trial is to find out which of those categories this falls into number two or number three people view this as an opportunity not to try to bring some not justice temperance uh dignity calm to the situation no 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 this is an opportunity for personal brand enhancement and whatever that means for the individuals i notice how, how uh jacob frey talks about the damage done to black and brown communities in Minneapolis. What is really more damaging to those communities over the past 12 months? An incident with one person involving law enforcement or the destruction of dozens of businesses, the burning down of an entire police station, the, the massive spike in crime, the uh, increase in homicides and rapes and assaults and thefts that have all occurred because law enforcement is no longer backed up. They defunded police partially in Minneapolis. What's actually more damaging to those communities? You have to ask that question. You have to find yourself wondering how anybody couldn't see it. But there are people, as I've said, who view this really entirely as a, as a chance to make it uh, about them, about how they stand for justice and about how they care so much um, about the situation. But they're saying things that are going to make it worse for everyone they're saying things that are going to just add fuel to the fire the reverend al sharpton the reverend al sharpton of course he was uh photographed yesterday walking to his private jet to fly to minneapolis just in time for the trial 
it's really a perfect summation of the the grifting identity politics mentality. It, it really is is a perfect moment in time to encapsulate how people like Sharpton benefit themselves pretending to care about uh, about minority communities in a way that will help them. And really, he just shows up and just takes he just he hurt he harms and he takes so much so that he's flying around in a private jet. Yeah. Al Sharpton, huh? This guy is so disgraced for anybody who knows even the least of of Sharpton's history. Yet here he is. I really hope that the madness we may be seeing here soon on the streets and, and all this. I, I hope that it first of all, it doesn't happen, but it, also the you know economic impacts of this can be really severe. And you look at uh, you know, what's going to happen in some of these cities anyway. It, it it upsets me. But I'm also hopeful that we're going to have a, a growing economy despite the Biden administration and, and that things are going to get better this year economically. And, and I want to do everything I can to help people get their small businesses uh, either back up on their feet or growing and expanding as quickly as possible. And a, a absolutely critical tool for you in that is Bambi. Here's why. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. I mean, you've got wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, and labor regulations, right? Plus, you know that HR manager salaries aren't cheap at all. You're talking about an average of $70,000 a year. That's the national average. This is why you need Bambi for your small business. B-A-M-B-E-E. You get a dedicated HR manager who will craft your HR policy, maintain compliance for you, and all this is done for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. They can handle everything from onboarding determinations, and they'll customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day. So for all the small business owners listening to this or people working at small businesses that are looking to get some help to cover all HR needs, but to do it in a really cost-effective way, $100 a month, you know, you can either have a person you're paying a lot of money to as a salary, or you can actually run this much more efficiently and at a tiny fraction of the cost with Bambi. Go to Bambi.com slash buck right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash buck. Bambi.com slash buck. Maxine Waters talked about how yesterday this member of Congress told the protesters out on the streets, get on the streets, stay in the streets, be more confrontational. That's that's her advice. Really, uh, as I said, another another arsonist standing there with some cans of fuel with a look of glee. But she's saying, yeah, that's right. Be more confrontational, as, as if that's what anyone needs to hear right now, who's already out on the streets in Minneapolis enraged about this situation well the trial judge peter cahill is aware of these comments and at, and at the the close of the case before it was handed over to the jury for deliberations which started yesterday here is what the judge said about maxine waters and 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 it's just remarkable play one yeah you can supplement the record with whatever media reports i'm aware of the media reports I'm aware that Congresswoman Waters was talking specifically about this trial and about the unacceptability of uh, anything less than a murder conviction and talk about being confrontational. But you can submit the press articles about that. This goes back to what I've been saying from the beginning. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case, especially in a manner that is disrespectful to the rule of law and to the judicial branch and our function. I think if they want to give their opinions, they should do so in a respectful and in a manner that is consistent with their oath to the Constitution, to respect the co-equal branch of government. Their failure to do so, I think, is abhorrent, but I don't think it has prejudiced us with additional uh, material that would prejudice this jury. They have been told not to watch the news. I trust they are following those instructions and that there is not in any way uh, a prejudice to the defendant beyond the articles that we're talking specifically about the facts of this case. A congresswoman's opinion really doesn't matter a whole lot. 
Anyway, so motion for mistrial is denied. Now, he said there may be. They asked for a mistrial. They didn't give it, obviously. I mean, that judge, could you imagine? You're the judge who declares a mistrial in this case. Never, never going to be allowed uh, another night's peaceful sleep. Never going to be allowed ever again to have that. They will hound you into into forever. Will never leave you alone. Um, but he did say that this could be the, the basis for an appeal. So you may have had uh, you may have had Congresswoman Waters help Chauvin, assuming it, 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 I shouldn't assume, but if he is convicted. Uh, you will have the possibility of, of a of an appeal just based on all the outside pressure. And I have to say, I think this has been mishandled in many ways from the beginning. The trial should have been moved. The jury should have been sequestered. This is obvious, but it wasn't done. And it's because I believe the politics of this are so uh, intense and so important, particularly for the Democrat Party, that common sense and good judgment and the system itself have largely been abandoned uh, on things like getting a fair trial, right? There's a trial, but you really think you're getting a fair trial with the jury pool in Minneapolis, in the city of Minneapolis? There have already been threats against jurors. There are, there are already people that are trying to dox them and put stuff out there. This is coercion. And the coercion is only happening on one side and it's to get a guilty verdict against Derek Chauvin. You'll notice that, that there's no one, no one on the Chauvin side reaching out, trying to terrify jurors into a not guilty verdict. That's not what's happening. You know, the whole country waits to see what one trial of one officer and one incident means and, and the aftermath of it, of course. Uh, I'm sorry to say that we've, we've reached this phase where our expectations are are so very low as a nation that when there's an incident like this, when a black man is killed by a white police officer, we have to we have to all collectively hold our breath for the possibility of riots. Riots may come uh, to a, a neighborhood near you, maybe to your neighborhood, as happened to me last June. You know, there was now that was more Antifa, but it's Antifa acting on behalf of BLM or in solidarity with them. So it's tough to separate all of these things. But the Democrat Party has largely embraced this kind of violence, this intimidation. I mean, this is is meant to be coercive. You do what we say. You get the verdict that the left wants or else buildings will burn. That's now reality in this country. And even Democrats all the way at the very top. I mean, Joe Biden called George Floyd's brother. I mean, they're all they're all so involved in this. It's all very clear what the Democrats are demanding here, who they're I'm talking about in elected office. They're not just letting this trial play out. Oh, remember, you know, Trump is interfering. Trump is Trump is, you know, he's interfering in a, in a uh, judicial process because he said he's I remember they were trying to claim that he said he wasn't guilty of Russia collusion or something. And that in itself is interference. I mean, the whole thing was just nuts. But we see this is a recurring theme with Democrats. Obama said uh, that if he had a son, he would look like Trayvon. Remember when the Trayvon Martin case was what the whole nation was fixated on and journalists, including uh, that incident down in Florida, I think it was for ABC News, a journalist changed the actual audio to make it sound worse for George Zimmerman. And as we knew all along, if George Zimmerman's name was different as somebody who is would be visually considered Hispanic, right? Is uh, half Hispanic. But if, if his name was, you know, George Dominguez or George Lopez or something, it wouldn't have really fit in it. But his name was George Zimmerman. He wasn't a cop, as you know, he was just somebody in the neighborhood, thought of himself as sort of a neighborhood watch type. And he got into a fight with an 18-year-old, 180-pound kid who they kept showing photos of as a 12-year-old. Remember that? Well, you'd always see these photos of Trayvon Martin when he was 12 and you'd say, I mean, literally when he was 12 and you'd say, wow, George Zimmerman attacked this. That's so crazy. And then you'd actually see occasionally in conservative media that no, Trayvon Martin was a large, strong adult male and 
he got into a fist fight with George Zimmerman and smashed his head into the sidewalk. And Zimmerman happened to have a handgun on him and shot him. But the whole thing, this was this was a, a story of racism. Remember the hoodies and all the NBA players with the hoodies on. And what what was the lesson here exactly? I'm I'm supposed to feel so I'm I'm supposed to feel bad about this country. I'm supposed to somehow share in the guilt of George Zimmerman, the white Hispanic, as the media called them. That was a new one, right? So you know, a a Hispanic guy fights with a, a a black guy and one of them gets shot but because of the the media narrative about a hoodie and the you know the whole thing it, it was some kind of a like a referendum on american race relations or something. the whole thing was what are they even talking about yeah it was an incident that should have been investigated and if there were criminal charges you know and and the, the criminal aspect of it should have been you know looked into but they didn't bring any charges against him as you remember but that was a, that was a national fixation for a while. Obama himself, remember, if I had a son, he would look like Trayvon weighing him. Okay. And then there was uh, there was also the um, Mike Brown case, which began the Black Lives Matter movement. And I, I'm sorry, I think it is really relevant as we see what's happening here. It's really relevant that BLM is a movement that is quite quite clearly founded on a lie. That Mike Brown was killed with his hands up, you know, d- hoping not to be shot by uh, by a police officer. And that's not what happened. According to the Obama Justice Department and Eric Holder investigation with multiple eyewitnesses. And when you think about this, why would how would that make any sense exactly? How would it make sense that that a law enforcement officer in broad daylight would just decide, you know what, today's the day that I want to kill some guy and ruin the rest of my life for by taking his life uh, just because I feel like, I mean, this this notion that people uh, in law enforcement all of a sudden, you know, not I'm not talking about accidents. I'm not talking about escalation of force situations where this notion that they just uh, they, they just decide today's the day I'm going to execute somebody is. I'm not saying anything is possible, but it is so remote as a, as a statistical reality. It's so rare. And when you see the the Democrat perception on this, this has actually come out recently. If you, you asked Democrats, there was a poll done, you know, how many unarmed black men were killed by police in uh, in 2019? And I've seen different numbers of this, depending on how. But they're all pretty close to each other. Democrats think the number is like a thousand because they keep hearing it's systemic, it's systemic, it's, it's, it's a terrible thing that's happening all the time. It keeps happening. That's, the, that's one of the phrases. It keeps happening. And again, it's a little bit like saying uh, lightning strikes. Lightning strikes keep happening. That is true. But we don't spend a lot of time thinking about the threat to us as individuals from lightning strikes. And you are, in fact, uh, more likely in this country to be killed, I'm sorry, to be killed by lightning than you are to be killed by uh, to be a, a black unarmed person killed by police. Just statistics, facts, numbers, data is supposed to matter. But in 2019, the number that the Democrats tend to think the number was, or a large portion of Democrats think the number was more like 1,000. It was 13. It's 13 people in the United States. We're, we're a country of 330 million people, and there are tens of thousands of homicides every year. 13 unarmed black men were killed by police. It is, a, it is an urgent matter of, of an urgent matter that, that requires political violence and rioting uh, oh really not not investigation not you know make sure okay we're going to look into this and see and if there was an unjust use of force no that's not enough rioting okay i think ted cruz is on to why this happens play four and I, I think that the house of course they should censure maxine water she does this over and over again she was on the streets, encouraging protesters in Minneapolis to engage in violence, to, to engage in riots. Uh, listen, in Minneapolis and all across the country, uh, shop owners, cities are preparing for violent riots. And there are Democrats like Maxine Waters who are encouraging. They want to see more stores looted. They want to see more police cars firebombed. They want to see the violence because they think it serves their political ends. And, and the dirty little secret is, as bad as Maxine Waters' comments were, 
They're not an outlier in the Democratic Party. You have Democrats encouraging this violence. For example, the last time we had riots all across the country, Kamala Harris raised money for the bail to bail out the violent protesters mm -hmm. who were committing these acts of violence. And, and today's Democratic Party has decided that violence can benefit them politically. I think it's wrong. I think we should condemn violence from any political perspective, whether right wing, left wing or no wings at all. Mm -hmm. Violence is never acceptable and, and, and we ought to be keeping people safe. Ted Cruz gets it. He's absolutely, absolutely correct. And the Democratic Party is shameful. I mean, truly and utterly shameful. And I want you to remember that in the days ahead, given what we're likely to see. Is it possible to say something that is too stupid for the Democrat Party to back when it comes to policing? I wonder. I, I ask myself that question these days. Defund police, abolish ICE. These are some of the most absurd, idiotic political slogans in memory. And yet... Maybe they come and go, but the Democrats don't repudiate them. They, they don't want to suggest that the activists marching in the streets yelling about defunding police are a bunch of childish imbeciles who don't understand how law enforcement actually works. Right. That Antifa and those groups that seek to undermine society, undermine law enforcement entirely, have nothing to replace it with and are therefore just a bunch of babyish lunatics. That's that's never there's no truth in the Democrat Party about this stuff. It's whatever appeals to the emotions of the mob. You know, Rashida Tlaib, congresswoman from Michigan, member of the squad, is one of those who says deeply moronic things about law enforcement on a regular basis. And Democrat Maxine Waters, uh, who, as we know, just weighed in on the Chauvin trial and may end up being part of any appeal should there be a guilty verdict, Here's what uh, Maxine Waters says about Rashida Tlaib calling for there to be no more policing in a tweet. Play 20. And so I can understand the disgust. Uh, I can understand uh, the feelings that so many have about we've got to get some justice in both of these cases. And so I know uh, that my colleague speaks her mind and she said what was in her heart. And I understand that very well. And I'm here today uh, because, number one, I want to show uh, that there are members of Congress who really care about what is happening uh, with these cases and whether or not we're going to get justice or whether or not the police unions and the lies that they tell are going to win. And so she spoke her mind, and I appreciate that, and I love her for it. I love her for it, she says, of Rashida Tlaib calling for no more policing. Do, do any of them care? what this would actually mean for particularly high crime, but for all communities. Here's a fun little fact. Hat tip, my friend, Henry Rogers, the Daily Caller. Uh, Maxine Waters requested police protection and a convoy when she landed in Minneapolis as a member of Congress. Oh, OK. So she gets to be protected by people with guns paid by the state. But you don't get to own guns. Oh, no, guns are bad. Not allowed to own guns legally as a citizen of this country. And also, you're not allowed to even have armed police to respond, maybe, when you get into trouble. You're on, you're on your own. This is the future that they really want. Think about this. All you have to do is push them a little bit. Push the Democrats, the activists, the leftist, BLM, squad, all of it. Push them into explaining what's supposed to happen here and what they say to any reasonable person is just absurd. It's not that they've got an idea, I've got an idea, theirs has some merits, mine has some merits. It's what they're saying is just flatly stupid and based in a perception of an alternate reality. Right? We, we, we cannot just get rid of all cops because there are a handful of use of force infidents in a country of 330 million people with millions and millions of law enforcement, civilian interactions all, every year, we can't actually just shut down policing because occasionally something bad happens and it upsets some people, quite honestly, excessively based on what the realities of law enforcement are in the country by the numbers. Got to be prepared these days. The economy 
Lord only knows what's going to happen in the next six to 12 months of this administration. And uh, it just feels like something could break at any moment here. And you're living in a very different world. And look what we just went through with COVID for, for now over a year. And you want to just take those steps today to make sure that you've done all you can to solidify things for yourself, for your family in the future. I'll never forget when I had my first conversation about, say, you know, life insurance and who I was going to leave anything behind to. It was the first time I deployed to Iraq with the CIA. And these are conversations that come up and you say, wow, I never thought in my 20s I'd have to think about that. Well, now I'm in my 30s. Let me tell you, it's same thing. Got to take the actions now to get ahead and to prepare for the future. A lot of you are starting out, buying a home, having babies, building wealth. Well, be sure to add securing your family's future to your to-do list by establishing a will or trust. You can do this at trustandwill.com. That's the website I want you to go to, trustandwill.com slash buck, okay? Trustandwill.com slash buck. Here's, here's what they do for you. You go to the site. It's so straightforward. You can set up a trust, a will, set up a guardianship, and it's all very easy. The interface is so clear and straightforward. It's going to save you so much money to do it this way. I mean, you could pay an attorney and they'll use some one size fits all template that's not specialized for your needs. Might cost you thousands of dollars. But Trust and Will has customer support live seven days a week and their team's available to answer any questions. I've gone on the side. I've done this myself. It's so straightforward. So don't wait. Take action now. This is really important. Okay, do this when you need to do it, which is before you know you have to do it. All right, you'll get 10% off. We'll get you a deal. 10% off plus free shipping at trustandwill.com slash buck. They'll ship you your official documents. That's what the shipping is for. Trustandwill.com slash buck. Set up your trust or your will today. What does law enforcement think of what the Democrats are saying about situations like this? I mentioned to you that Rashida Tlaib called for the end of policing and you have other people that are running around saying that we need to abolish police and all of the all of the absurdity that we're constantly exposed to from the left around law enforcement issues. Well, Rashida Tlaib is is not particularly uh, well liked. I can tell you that much based on what we hear from Detroit's uh, police chief, James Craig. He's an African-American police chief for the city of Detroit. Here's what what he said about Democratic Representative Tlaib possibly resigning after she called for the abolition of police departments. Here's what a big city police chief who's actually got responsibility for keeping people safe and protecting lives in a high crime, high crime urban landscape. Unfortunately, here's what he says about this member of Congress. Play clip three. Chief, I've known you a little while now. You're, you're upset with these comments. What should happen to Rashida right. Tlaib? You know what? If I had made comments on par with her, they'd be calling for my resignation. Should, now, we, should Rashida Tlaib resign? By a very small margin. Well, I'm sorry, I'd Chief. love to see her resign. I'd throw a goodbye party. I'd, I'd have the party, Charlie. I'd throw a party. Let her go. Who is she speaking for, Charlie? Let me just say this. When you talk about abolishing police incarceration, you talk about safe cities. What, what do you think the residents in Detroit want? I know I speak with them. They're reckless, Charlie. So is she truly representing uh, the people or is she representing a fringe group? Police chief knows she is representing a fringe group. I can't say it enough here because you're not hearing this elsewhere in the media. 2020 was the worst year for violent crime in America in over 20 years. It's not because of the pandemic, folks. That doesn't make any sense. Fewer people interacting, fewer people, you know, in public places. Sorry, that that doesn't add up. It's police pulling back from their jobs because they're no longer backed up because of the madness of Democrat defund the police narratives. That's why you have more you have more people dead, more people brutally attacked, raped, robbed, home invasions, carjackings, more of all of that across the nation. Thanks to the narrative of BLM pushed by the Democrat Party and the corporate media, that is what happened. 
they don't take any responsibility for it. They don't they don't care because it was a for them. They view it as a good base turnout issue. Gives them a sense of righteousness, right? The godless Democrat Party gets to just pose as the great civil rights heroes of our current era because they want to get rid of all cops. It's it's hard to really think that anybody who believes is a good idea. It's hard to think that they understand anything about this. We're going to because what ends up happening is when you really push, when you push on whether it's Rashida Tlaib or Maxine Waters or anyone else who says defund the police and say, what exactly is it you'd like to see happen? Then they start spouting some nonsense. Well, when we say defund the police, you know, we want to do something else. This happened to AOC, too over the abolish ICE fiasco in 2018, 2019. That was the thing that got you a lot of social media likes. Remember, only 20% of the country's on Twitter and something like 2% is really active on Twitter. So you really have, let's call it, I don't know, you got six, seven, eight million people who are really on Twitter a lot, and then everyone else is just living their lives. Uh, but Twitter is used as as especially by the people who are very politically active, used as a as a kind of litmus test and also a means of assessing where the base is. But it got a lot of a lot of likes to write on Twitter about abolish ice. And then what happened was people started, you know, the the credulous rubes over at CNN were, well, Ms. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you're a member of Congress and you'd like to abolish ice. So what do you want? What will we replace it with? And then then it, everyone got kind of silent. It was like, well, we're going to come up with another federal body that's not immigrations and customs enforcement that will do the job of immigration and customs enforcement. OK, uh, what are we going to call it? Dice, Democrat immigrations and customs enforcement. What, what, what difference does it make? You're going to have a federal agency which is going to be imperfect and, and a slothful bureaucracy. But it's going to be tasked with the same mission. You're going to have a lot of the same problems at the border. So what would it even accomplish? Nothing. But it's just it's just about how it feels to say this stuff. It's just about how much attention you could get from screaming about this. Doesn't matter how dumb it is. You get a lot of unfortunately a lot of stupid people out there who listen to things like abolish ice. and They think, yeah, that's a good idea. Defund police. Oh, yeah. Sign me up for that. They ignore the polling, the very clear polling that shows all Americans want either the same or more police in their neighborhoods by clear majorities, including black Americans. Because my fellow Americans who are black want to be safe and secure and live with rule of law, just like everybody else. Right? This, this is not hard. When you view all people as people and when you get away from the identity politics and insanity, you can see this for exactly what it is. I mean, e- even in the highest crime communities in the country, whether they're talking about a predominantly minority community or not, you're less than less than one percent of people are committing the violent crimes. So ninety nine out of a hundred, more than ninety nine out of a hundred, whether we're talking about you know rough, uh, you know rough parts of a major city or a, a suburb that's maybe got a crime problem. Uh, 99% plus of the people there don't want any violence. I have no part of the violence and they want. So how do you, how do you actually accomplish that with law enforcement's help with law enforcement coming from within that community and standing watch on the wall, so to speak. That's it. There, we have, there is no alternative. We have no alternative. If we had a society full of angels, well, you know, then maybe we could have a different conversation, but we don't. And we know we're not going to. And in the meantime, running this experiment to prove once again to the childish, whiny Democrats that their ideas about policing are stupid, people suffer. There are consequences that come from this. Here's the Detroit police chief, James Craig, again, about Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, play 17. You describe Tlaib's comments as reckless and disgusting. Why? Absolutely. They are reckless and disgusting, particularly in this time that we're in today. And certainly there's been a, an increased assault on the men and women who serve across this this, this country. Uh, as recent as just this early this morning, uh, unprovoked an individual uh, came into a crime scene and began shooting at our officers. 
And so while we can't definitively say those comments are the reason, but the anti-police rhetoric is just too much. I mean, even we we think about Representative Waters uh, when she makes statements get more confrontational. What does that mean? But as it relates directly uh, to Rashida Tlaib, uh, this is about her putting attention to herself. That's exactly what it's designed to do. It's not productive. She doesn't speak for the majority of Detroiters. The majority of Detroiters support this police department. They want effective and constitutional policing. And to make statements like uh, abolish policing, uh, abolish incarceration, certainly is counterproductive. You notice how the, the CNN anchor there, uh, Berman, sets it up. Well, why would you say, you know, that it's reckless and stupid to say get rid of all the cops? As if that's not the most transparently stupid thing a politician has said in recent memory. Well, why would you say that Rashida Tlaib, she's a squad, and CNN, CNN viewers like to pretend that they're really hip and cool, so they support the squad. Yeah. Oh, geez, I don't understand. What, what, what do you mean? Maybe we can have another another lecture from from bonehead bro Cuomo about how until white people are shot by police too, nothing will change. Really one of the dumbest rants I've seen on television. It, it's so stupid and and just so destructive as well and really just so vile that it makes me wonder about the intelligence of any person who could have watched Cuomo go on that rant, not thinking this guy's a moron who spent too much time throwing dumbbells around when the dumbbells, the one on TV really stupid stuff. I mean, could you imagine, imagine what it would look like if he had to actually defend that in a debate Oh, until white people are shot by cop, white people are shot by cops more than anybody else. Cause we, yes, are a majority of the U S population still, but white people are, are shot by police. There's no riots. And, and, and if you look at the case of Daniel Shaver, um, and Officer Brailsford, uh, you know, that that's a case that I, I looked at. And some of my friends, um, and some of my friends on the right disagree with me on this. Back in 2016, Daniel Lee Shaver of Texas was shot by Officer Philip Brailsford in a La Quinta Inn and Suites in Mesa, Arizona. It was execution on body cam. I mean, that's what it looked like to me. They charged him. They charge Officer Brailsford with murder. Jury said no. I thought it was a horrible miscarriage of justice. Were there any riots? Were there any riots? I mean, it's tough to watch that video. If you type in, if you type in um, the Hill, Buck Sexton, and Officer Brailsford, it'll come. The old piece I wrote will come up, where I laid it all out for you, and it, it was it was appalling. But as unjust as I thought it was, I didn't think that it was going to help anybody to encourage a mob to go steal a bunch of sneakers or loot a 7-Eleven. I didn't think that was going to help anybody. And I try to have some principles and decency, unlike the frauds at CNN and elsewhere. So I hold myself to some standards of conduct. I hold myself to have some obligation of responsibility here. 